the most wonderful time of the year. It is. It's tournament season. It's tournament season. We always make this joke, and yet we do multiple of them in a year. Mm-hmm. And last time we did this, it. I mean, I was I was just looking at the history of our podcast, walking down memory lane, seeing where we were the last time we did one of these. And it was January, so the first episode of this season came out as I was returning to work from having COVID, mm. and you were still down with COVID. And then we had like the biggest, worst cold snap in a while. Yeah. Um, and now we're at, in the middle of a, a terrible heat wave. So yeah, you know, 112 on Tuesday now. 112. It's miserable. I am escaping to North Carolina at the end of the week. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to endure. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I I love recording the tournament, and it's one of the few episodes that I listen back to after because I love it. Um, and I love it because we always get great guests to come on, and this is our first chance to have these particular ones on the tournament, so I'm too excited, Cam. Let's just bring them in. Okay, we're bringing them in. So here they are from everyone's favorite 90s-related podcast. No, not that one. The other one um, from Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. Here are Jess and Sarah. Because it's Jess and Sarah, Jess and Sarah, coming on our show, Boy Meets World Fever, that's what they're doing, it's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me, because it's Jess and Sarah. It's a bop. Great intro. It's a bop, it always oh, is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, completely original. Um, he came up with a tune and yeah, everything. I wrote it myself. <laughs> It's a highly parodyable, parodyable. That's a word. It really is uh, theme song. I think it's it's not plagiarism because I'm not playing. I'm singing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that if you do one pitch a little bit differently, then it's totally a different song. Yeah. yeah. Totally. T- totally. Um, so we haven't had you guys on. We had Sarah on in our last break to uh, play a rpg with us yes i did listen to that that was very fun and that was before jessica got me to play uh dnd at all ever it was my first first foray my first foray now i'm a monster um (laughs) it's so fun too like literally you were a werewolf yeah i was a werewolf yeah um gosh what was her name margo something or other uh, Marble Margot Marbles. That's she, right. She was a star. <laughs> what can I say? We all, we all accidentally alliterated our names. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally on purpose. <laughs> uh, and I, I believe, Jess, you were getting married around that time. Was it October? I don't even know. Honestly, I was I had something going on. I did listen to that podcast because I was like, Sarah's going to play like some kind of role playing game. Like I'm definitely listening to that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't um, remember great. when that one was. I'm going to look. I have no idea, but I'm really happy. Oh, I think I was on vacation. I'm fairly mm. certain I was on vacation when you all recorded. It could have been your one year anniversary of your wedding. Um, I think that's what it was. Went on I vacation was then. Trip. So yeah. chan- chances half right. Yeah, okay. right enough. I, I, know, right like, I knew you were fairly recently married, and so am I. I know it's wild now that in the in the span between our appearances, you met someone, got engaged, and gotten married all in the span of that time. It's absolutely wild. So congratulations. I, I did know them when I knew just uh, when we did the uh actually you guys, I don't know if I've told you this story, are a part of our new last name. Oh, wait, we, did you, you, you two did you combine created, last names or something? You created How did, what last did you do? Name? 
so we created our own last name. That's I'm not awesome. overly tied to my last name um, just because I've never been much of a family person. Um, so we made a last name of our own. And um, one of the things I took from our astrology episode was you said that water signs and earth signs worked well together. And I remember going and telling her that, um, that night. And then we started to make jokes that we were a great mud couple. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Um, it, we, we ended up in the name Meyer, M-I-R-E, like a muddy bog. I love it. That's so cute. Oh my God, Sarah, look what we did. I'm totally I mean, taking I'm not, like at least I'm, a few You made that happen. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely part of it. It was definitely part of it. That's adorable. That. So Chance happy for you little amazing. mud couple. A, That's adorable. What a great last name too. <laughs> It is so. very strong. And now I can say I know someone who's done that because I've I thought that was I've always thought that was such a great idea, you know, like creating a new name for your own family. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. I love that name. I love that. Also, if you want to talk about what's been going on since the last time we podcasted, I was pretty gooped by your uh April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did fall Not for sure. it too. I was like, oh, and I, I got actually excited because I was like, I legit love Smallville. So. But I was like, why do I was like, why do we have to get rid of Boys World like entirely? Edition. Like, why do we yeah. have to like wipe it clean? And I was just like, they're using the same Instagram. I was like, they're uh, so I was pretty, pretty gagged. But I do think that if Boy Meets Worlds uh well eventually after you get through the next two seasons and Girl Meets World, you you could do Smallville. I feel like people would be excited about it. People were really excited about it. Really <laughs> They're like, it. forget that Boy Meets World podcast. <laughs> I had like that friends was... reaching out like, I want to come on. I love this show. I want to talk to you guys about it. I'm like, where have you guys been? Like the last two years. years. We've actually already decided to do Sabrina next and switch to a TGIF <gasps> podcast. So... Oh, that's a <laughs> That's a that's a good decision. Yeah. But we probably should do Smallville with as excited. Yeah, I, I would have you. I would definitely con- have you consider that because I feel like you'll make it the big times until somebody from the Smallville cast <sighs> makes their own podcast. Just make sure they're uh, they busy with other Monday. things. Oh, they started on Monday. Forget yep. it. Small yeah. talk. It's over. Um, oh, it. That's a good name. Turn off it's the a- lights and leave, everybody. It's over. Yeah, Closing it's the actors who played time. Lex and Clark. Um, okay, forget it. Okay, it started I, I, like literally friends. Monday. Damn. I kind of want to listen to. Should have called it "Fake Enemies, Real Friends." <laughs> I'm gonna have to go like download that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have such complicated vi- feelings. We've talked about it on this podcast, so I'll bore our listeners. I have such complicated feelings about like celebrities in podcast space. Like they make us. Sometimes all Sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're really not. So mm-hmm. I totally get yeah. you. I don't think I it's like our last. The best our last four episodes have all kind of ended at this note of like, well, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> how do how do you compete with writer strong talking about his emotional issues about boy meets world you simply cannot and i think that's why i think that's why you just keep doing what you're doing right like yeah. you already have like a rhythm and in my opinion people may listen to your podcast for the first time because it's like boy meets world related but the reason they stay and they keep listening is because they like your personalities and the small talk and what you bring like what your perspectives are and we are just simply not going to have the perspectives of people who were on the show and i don't think mm-hmm. that's a bad thing so yeah the small talk <laughs> small <laughs> <deal>. <laughs> jessica that that was 
a really, really great point, but it is a little bit too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Fine. I'll take it all back. Um, We were so excited to have you guys on a tournament. We always wanted to, but you were behind us. Now you're ahead of us. So now we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, You've watched all of these recently-ish. We have. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are, we have made it to season six episode something um mid-season six yeah we're about mid-season six right now wow we're we're not getting to it for a few more weeks um we've got a week off and then a couple of uh we gotta do a reboot like the other thing we do other than the tournament is we do like we reboot the show we imagine if it's like a modern cw-esque drama love it Mm -hmm. Um, so we got to do that for season five which has a lot of excellent material for such yeah Yeah, definitely the best season through the first five in my opinion um so when i start when i compile the data for the season i don't know if anyone else cares about but i'm always fascinated to look back at our show um so i just want to go over a few things real quick before we get kicked um and the first thing i want to touch on is our mvp for the season um out of 24 episodes, we picked Sean as the MVP of the episode for seven. Wow. And that seems ridiculous. Yeah, he really he really carried it. Yeah. I mean, when you make the entire uh, Corey and Topanga breakup arc, every episode centered on Sean. It's true. Uh, I think they knew what they had. And <laughs> what was really getting the butts in the seats. Um, so he had seven, um, followed by Eric with four, and then Angela with three. Oh. She's only in like three episodes. She was my season MVP. <laughs> for season five because i felt like you get the most bang for your buck when she's mm-hmm. on screen like and when she even though she's not there all the time i feel like when she is there she's electric and i just appreciate her no-nonsense attitude and just her logical thinking she's the best mm-hmm. yeah i we love angela we have not um, yeah, she's great uh, early early year. season we picked jack twice as mvp um that has not happened since early season but he's kind of been relegated to the back uh, we picked Feeny twice, and then also joining the two MVPs with only two episodes, so 100% completion here, is Lauren. Yes! <laughs> I we mean, love a drama queen! We love Lauren. Yeah, we're big Lauren fans on this show. I don't show. know that we ever actually called her Lauren, though. I feel like we always no. called her by uh, the actress's name. We did. Yeah, Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. We always called yes, her. I'm, yeah, that's okay. true. It's so, Corey... Corey got Makes nothing. Sense. No, Corey did not get no. anything. Corey was my LVP. He was trash. Corey yeah. was both my MVP, but also my LVP. Because I felt like, you know, although he was unlikable at times, ultimately I felt like it was really his season where he really learned about, like, what he wants out of not only his life, but out of relationships and um he got to explore and grow up a little bit but also he really was trash so i uh, <laughs> i was like high on him and low on him yeah it, it's so interesting we named the episode the the episode before the finale we named it um boys meet kicking cory in the nuts um <laughs> just because in that episode You're where so he like terrible he like goes to topanga and she's like i got into yale and he's like and that's the destruction of your world. It's just like, Ugh, okay, yeah. dude, go to Yale. We trashed on him so hard that episode because he just did all the wrong thing. Oh. And Sean is making the worst mistake of his life. 
Corey's um, so dramatic. That's how we know he's a Leo. Just all about the drama. <laughs> it's true. I, I I completely agree with you on that one. He has main character syndrome hardcore. Yeah. Uh, um, we have Amy once for the creative writing episode. We have Minkus once because we didn't know who else to give it to in the graduation episode. That's fair. Uh, we have Nunzio for the only episode Nunzio oh. appears. He also has 100%. Yep, he's got 100%. And also with 100% is Hotel Guy from Promises, Promises. The front desk guy. He oh, we great. love him. Uh-huh. We did. We he's love credited him. on IMDb only as Hotel Guy. So. Oh, well, his uh, most uh, prominent role that he's ever had. Good for him. Um. And then our honorable mentions that didn't make the tournament, um, I found really interesting because we had our two lowest rated episodes of the entire show. Mostly the ratings were above average, um, quite a bit above average, actually. Um, but uh, A Very Topanga Christmas and It's Not You, It's Me are our lowest rated episodes. Yeah, both of them were on the bottom of my ranking list for season five. So I understand how you got there as well. Yeah, yep, same. I. I just remember it's not you, it's me. Because I was trying to remember when I was um, filling I'm out everything. Like you know what that is right now. Well, it's the one where they fight, but it's just a repeat of a fight they had in an earlier season that was better. Yeah, and <laughs> oh. Eric like tries to befriend the dean of yeah. the uh-huh. that's like the storyline. The, yeah, yeah. the dean who sucks. Yeah, the dean who not Feeney's actual wife, dean who the is the other great. dean. <laughs> yeah the dean um, who doesn't suck so and in my memory just, i don't know maybe she does uh just missing the tournament is things change the the cory sucks episode uh last tango in <laughs> philly didn't make the cut uh fraternity row didn't make the cut um graduation first girlfriend's club and no guts no wow all of those won't do you guys have any uh special attachments to any of those episodes um I'm trying to look at my own list, and I think that you all actually covered all of the episodes. Well, actually, I really had I had first girlfriends club, um, yeah, in in one of my like my top of the season. Granted, I had a lot in the top of my season, or like in the top of my list because they, I loved all these episodes. But I just liked the I really like when they bring people back from old seasons mm-hmm. and we get to see familiar mm-hmm. faces. So that's probably why that one got bumped up. A little bit more than it would have been. Yeah, both I think... episodes here that really do that are both on the chopping block. <laughs> it's true. I think that um, first girlfriends club kind of gets tacked onto heartbreak Corey. So as those two episodes are to me kind of like a duo, maybe first girlfriends club gets bumped up because of heartbreak Corey. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's I think for us at least at the time it was really jarring. To have like this big dramatic thing happen for Corey and the rest of the episode to be about Sean. Like it's like, what's what's happening here? Like yeah. why are we doing this right now? Oh, I mean, that's my biggest question with Boy Meets Worlds half the time. Right, Jess? We're always yeah. like, why are we here? Why are <laughs> we doing this? What's, super what's happening? important happening in the other scene, and we're dealing with this right we now. We routinely will say that it's like they took a sticky note and just shoved it. They're like, these are uh, like random ideas that we've had, and we just take one off the board and plop it in the scene and in, in the episode and call that our storyline B and wrap it up. <laughs> yep, it, it's tracks. so true. Um, I always say that there's like one episode I think like missed the mark like should have probably been in the tournament in my opinion 
first girlfriend's club probably should have been in the tournament and maybe like eric hollywood not been in the tournament no i disagree i like i love eric hollywood being in the tournament we have to keep it i disagree with jessica i freaking it's so weird and perfect hollywood i think Um, i really enjoyed that one sarah and i really loved talking about it and you were a little less uh, I put it, on it's it literally general. the last on my ranking. What's list. wrong with you? I, I like- hate it. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for it. It's stupid. Um, so when I mean- we get to it, you're going to talk good about that episode. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so, so yeah, those are, I don't know. I just think those statistics are interesting. Um, I think First Girlfriends Club is more consequential, but I guess we had more fun with Eric Hollywood and we, we set up a system so we can leave as much of our bias out of setting up the tournament. The tournament is entirely our bias. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. fair. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, you guys have never done a tournament with us. So I'm going to explain to you and the listener at home kind of how we do it. Um, we don't want to be here forever. Obviously. I, we love you too. Um, you're great. I want to go to but... bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was up way too late last night. We are, we are all busy human. Um, so for the first 16, um, we like to keep it real positive. You have one minute to talk about the episode. I'll like flag you when you're getting close to a minute. Um, we're just going to have one person talk about it for one minute, say something good about it, and then we're going to vote. We like to keep it positive, keep it going, um, and just get down to eight. And then at eight, we can start like, hey, I think that this was good or bad about this episode. And this is my argument why it's better than the other. Okay. Um, Love it. Just because we don't want to you know, spend... 15 minutes on 16 episodes because that becomes a lot of time. <laughs> that's true. So um, that's, we also, I, I do it just like a March madness tournament. So the worst episode should be paired against the best episode, so on and so forth. So um, I, that's how the tournament works. Um, the first round of the tournament, I think actually kind of breaks that rule, but it broke it because I don't like raging Corey and everyone else seems to love it. So that's why it was so, <laughs> so lowly rated. <laughs> Sorry about that. So we're going to start off with... A There's no bias in our tournament, guys. <laughs> Except for chances clear bias. Well, hey, you guys could have rated it higher to offset my low rating of that episode. <laughs> but but yeah, so um, are we ready to get started? Let's yeah. go. Okay, I got to have a sound bite that I have to play. It'll probably sound horrible, but it's a tournament, so you have to play it. It's a tradition. <laughs> Let me turn that up. That's it. Amazing. So we're really just going to randomly decide who gets to say the good thing about this episode. We can go around or we can just have two people choose. But round one is, and then there was Sean, the famous or maybe infamous versus Raging Corey. So we're already starting off with kind of a toughie. Um, Who would like, and then there was Sean. I could definitely do that one. Okay. And Raging Corey? I can talk about Raging Corey. All right. You both have one minute starting with, and then there was Sean. Go. Okay. So this is such a great episode, right? Even I'm not a horror movie fan, but back in the day, anytime I wanted to watch something scary, this was an episode I watched. It parodies like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, South Park, Scooby-Doo. So many good references packed into here. We have Angela's iconic screaming. We have the creepy, creepy janitor. It's, It's just like, it's scary stuff for people who don't like scary stuff and that's why it's such such an iconic episode this was one that you if it was on when you were like clicking through the tv you had to stop and watch it because it was just so good 
And because it's it all ends up being like a big psychological thing with Sean and like how he's taking Corey and Topanga's breakup. It just it excels on all dimensions. Nice. 47 seconds. Well done. You don't have to Woo! use a whole minute. Nailed it. <laughs> you had to talk for 13 more seconds about it. <laughs> and Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. Feffy. Feffy. <laughs> it's such a 90s joke and I love it so much. All right, Cameron. Okay. So Raging Corey is a very emotional episode of Boy Meets World, but it also, I feel like it has a really excellent comedic scene in the middle when the Alan and Eric and Corey are all on the plane having this really heartfelt conversation by shouting over the sound of the air rushing by that I really love. Um, yeah, we just get to see kind of the relationship between Alan and his son. Um, that is like, it's, I think it's important to have on the show. And so they 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 sneak this one in there with kind of those somewhat tender heartfelt moments between the the father and his son. All right, very nice. Um does anyone want to start the voting? And then there was Sean. Yeah, I think this is probably the <laughs> easiest one of the whole bracket. For okay. Me. Yeah. Um I will just say that I feel kind of bad because Cameron and our guest both rated this like an 8 or an 8.5, but I don't have fond memories with my father. So I rated it like a six. Just Chance, hit. I'm with you. I didn't really care that much for this episode either in terms of like, I didn't really like the whole Corey pushing Alan thing. It felt like very, very far to go um, for what ultimately ends up happening. So I'm with, I'm with you. It's not my favorite of the season. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. I, can I just make one counterpoint in all of this? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. That's why we're here. Okay, so obviously, and then there was Sean was seated number one. If you ask anybody on the streets, they're going to say, and then there was Sean is the best Boy Meets World episode of all time. I say, take it out now and let's have this podcast be a big surprise. What? People can't do people that. might just turn off the podcast right now because like, people I know who's going to win. No, I know who's going to win. But if we eliminate it now, then nobody's going to know where this is going to end up. And then I don't have think, a riveting content. But I think if you ask casuals, they will say, and then there was Sean is the best episode. No, I don't think that necessarily people. the four of us on this I, podcast. I guarantee you, if you ask 10 people on the street, but they will the say, casuals. and then there's Sean. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. I'm just saying, Filthy let's casuals. keep them on their toes. <laughs> I, I think that there are two matchups that, and then there was Sean will hit in this bracket that I think could both unseat it. Just That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When I was putting it together, because um, there are two episodes that I like. <laughs> I think there. Are, I think for the four of us personally, I don't think it's necessarily a shoe in, and is what I would say. It's not a shoe in for me to win, even though I, I do love it. Yeah, I mean it's a great episode. There's no yeah. denying it. But and Raging Corey cannot beat, and then there was Sean. We would get <laughs> lose our podcasting license. Um, I don't care. We, you're voting for Raging Corey. <laughs> yeah, oh I'm gonna gosh. vote for that. There was Sean. I apologize. But oh man, what a surprise. <laughs> um, we're just in the pocket of uh, big and then there was Sean. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're seeing some residuals from this one. So, um I just can't let Raging Corey beat and then there was Sean because Fair I don't enough. like it. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, there was another episode. So our two seed really shocked me. It was Witches of Pembroke was our third highest rated episode. <laughs> Um, so we loved it. Um, <laughs> oh, what did I just see? talk about witches of Pembroke? Uh, I will, okay, and then Sarah I will, that one. I will talk about brothers 
after you. Yeah. Okay. Let me paint you a picture. In a Friday in 1997, we were all going for the television event of the century, and it was the jumping of connection between the TGI Friday shows. We were in this. It was a big deal. We have not only Candace Cameron Burr, who might freaking suck, but she was a big deal back in the day as DJ Tanner. We loved her back in the day. We have Melissa Joan Hart of Sabrina. We love Sabrina. So it was just the television event of the world. We also get the hilarious joke that we really <laughs> like the, what was it? The, the, the back porch. Balcony. The, the balcony, balcony. The balcony. So the balcony was so funny and I love witches and it was so much fun and like Eric was dumb but fun dumb in this episode and point blank that's what it is is that it did I go yeah, over I loved your I loved your enthusiasm okay yeah um well. brothers I will just talk about it real quick uh it's a season opener um this season really highlights the fact that Sean is the only one in this show that really has an arc um everyone else kind of has to get reset but Sean can change and grow and permanent changes like Jack coming in can be there. Um, I think this episode does a great job of introducing the season. Um, I think Jack and Eric are funny when they meet and Eric doesn't like him. Um, I think it's a good episode. Um, I don't, should it, I mean, yeah, it should be in the tournament. It's a pretty low seat. Keep a positive chance. You're you're right. You're right. So that's brothers. I I mean, love you. That was not very a sounding endorsement. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. You know, I feel that too on my uh, talking about Raging Corey, where I was like, uh, you know, it's emotional. I mean, we get Blake Clark as Chet Hunter back, and I always Mm -hmm. love seeing Chet Hunter. He loves his toaster. It's the beginning of Jack. I mean, I feel like we needed Jack. Yeah. Yeah, and and it gives us the apartment set, which will be with us for two more seasons. That's a good point too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an important episode. I don't, just thinking back on it, and maybe I'm forgetting things, I just don't remember having a lot of fun, and you reminded me of all the fun I had watching Witches of Penbrook. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Witches of Penbrook for me is just more fun to watch. It's more of like an event episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you gave Mm -hmm. me these two episodes, which one am I going to go watch right now? I'm going to go watch one. So that's my vote. Yeah, I vote for it too, because it's it's really fun, and we get the balcony joke, which I don't know why it tickled me so much, (laughs) but it definitely did. It's so funny. It's the best place to be, is the balcony. Yeah, they don't use it anymore, really. And we Um, don't ever really see the balcony. Are you voting for Witches of Penbrook? Of course I am. Okay. And Cameron? She's like, no, brothers, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? No, I'm. I was. Uh, I was Witches of Pembroke too. I was saying. Yeah, Cam- I was Sarah voting. I'm voting Witches of Pembroke. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's moving around. Do you want to play your soundbite, Cameron, or, or oh, are we not yes. doing that? Yes. Here we go. Yeah. Five seasons yeah. of that. Now <laughs> it sounds terrible on the recording, but <laughs> we can't. We can't even get a better it. clip. It's true. We could get a better clip, but you know, we kind of like. Keeping like things homebrewed. Keeping it real. <laughs> Love it. Also produced. Yeah. So um, we, I have a system that I've made this tournament bracket with every single season. Like, I don't, I don't plan how it's going to go. Just the way our average scores have gone creates the bracket for me. Um, so I did not plan our first matchup to have this pairing. But here we are. 
uh, round three is Heartbreak Corey um, and versus Starry Night. Um, the beginning, beginning of Lauren. And the end. <laughs> and the end. Um, so, would anyone like to take either of those episodes? Uh, I mean, I could talk about Heartbreak Corey. It's my... All right. Cameron? Uh, I don't really want to talk about Starry Night, but I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne, Yvonne told me. There you go. I can do it. No, no. <laughs> I have some good things to say. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Sarah. Favorite episode of the season for me personally, you want drama, you want a uh, scandal, you want spiciness. I will give you heartbreak, Corey. We go on a senior class trip. Everybody loves a senior class trip and you go to a ski lodge. If I say ski lodge and boy meets world, what do you think of? You think about this episode because it is epic. We have it's also polarizing because there's so much debate on what is Corey's worst sin. Is it the fact that he lied? Is it the fact that he wanted to spend the day with Lauren instead of Topanga? Is it the fact that he stayed all night and talked to Lauren the whole time? It's all of the above, but everybody has a different opinion. It is crazy. Um, and of course, the kiss. I love this episode. If you want to talk about dramatics, if you want to talk about a pivotal moment in Boy Meets World, it is Heartbreak Corey. Wow. Just so masterful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. There was passion in that. You guys, oh, yeah. No, I am passionate. Sarah loves that episode. I was going to yeah. argue against Sarah. <laughs> going right, to sign me up for a debate club after this. <laughs> okay. You were in drama so, as a kid, weren't you? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit not. I love it. Okay. So Starry Night we've seen the breakup we've seen everything that comes between or after the breakup but here we are we have we have what this world needs that needs reconciliation we need to come together set aside our differences and forgive each other for Corey who didn't do anything wrong you know he just he didn't according to him um but I mean, the episode's fine, but what's really good is the subtext of the episode, which is about international art thief Ricky trying to steal the painting of Starry Night from the Van Gogh exhibit. Um, so when you know that, I think the episode really comes alive. And so it's definitely worth watching to try to see those subtle clues that they put within the episode of what Ricky's really up to. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Ricky, Ricky's dark past. <laughs> I just think it's very funny that you mostly used our own, like, maybe this is what's going on. Yeah, because we made it better. <laughs> I mean, that's what podcasts are for, to improve the episodes that they're discussing, for sure. I'd like to see Danielle Fishel do as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, now we're throwing shade. Danielle, we um, love you. Come on the show. I I don't know that I can vote against a Lauren episode. Ricky is such a worse Lauren in every single mm -hmm. way. If I'm choosing Ricky or Lauren, I'm choosing Lauren. I'm gonna. Vote I'm here for the drama. So heartbreak, <laughs> yeah. Corey. It is. It was Give so it dramatic. <laughs> um, I'm just to eulogize Sarah Starry Night a for bit. Starry Night. What uh, what was that? I was. <laughs> I guess Sarah is gonna vote for Starry Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You know what the funny thing about Starry Night is, even though we're supposed to keep it positive, I remember it being such like a bigger episode than it actually ended up being. I was always thinking like Starry Night, that's like a big episode. And then we, wa I, we watched it and I was like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I the the Shining, I didn't mention her, but the Shining star in the Starry Night of Starry Night is Angela. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's just she's great. She's always the star. She's the best. I, yeah, her being attracted to Ricky at the beginning is very hilarious. And her being cute with Sean at the end is kind of the best part of that episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She found so, her soul in this episode. Um, that being said, the whole thing where they're like talking about two different things over each other and not listening to each other at the end to resolve conflict. I hate it. Stop doing that. I hate it too. Okay, and that brings us to halfway through the first round. Cameron, your sound bite. <laughs> That's the other running bit throughout the tournament, isn't I forget to play the sound bite. It's so important. <laughs> it's true. At least you're consistent. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So that's halfway through. <laughs> I, I'm actually not looking at the bracket that you made, Cameron. Are you moving them? Uh huh. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm moving them over, crossing right. them out. Cameron's doing a great job. I'm watching it. It's like live television. Yeah, it's amazing. Command Shift <laughs> like X sports. is the strike through hotkey, everyone. So Command just Shift X that. or Control Shift X if you're on a, a window. As if. No, thank you. Windows can suck it. <laughs> like, dang, this is the hot takeoff. <laughs> um, I am on a Windows. Yeah, chance. Stand strong. <laughs> um, all right. So we're on to round five. Uh, we're back to seed one. I love you, Donna Karen. No, we skipped versus... one. We skipped we one. Did? Oh, we, we did. Do... Honesty night. We're not halfway through. What am I talking about? See, you told him to play the clip and it wasn't halfway See, through. How are we going to rewind that clip? <laughs> this one goes out to me. <laughs> I'm the best around. You're right. We got to oh do Honesty gosh. Night versus Boys Meet the Real World or Boy Meets Boy the Real meets World. Real World. Um, okay. Um, I guess it's probably me and Jess's turn. Jess, yep. do you want to mm-hmm. take one of these? Um, I think I will take Honest. Okay, that gives mm-hmm. me Boy Meets the Real World. Go ahead. So. In Honesty Night, for those of you who don't remember, this is the one where Corey and Topanga's big brain idea is, oh, we forgot that Sean is supposed to reunite us. So we're going to pretend we're still fighting, even though Feeny knows, Feeny's like, mm this is a terrible idea. Um, but they do it anyway. And so Sean ends up making them fight even more and like re-break up. And I think one of the best things is sean be like outsmarting the two of them and being like why would you do all of this you're so stupid like you should have just told me you were together it, i would have been fine with it and then he like his parents or excuse me Corey's parents help get them back together and i just love that like there's all this meddling in one relationship it's always Corey and topanka there's always meddling and i love that sean gets the upper hand in this situation i think it is such a ridiculous conceit for an episode but i love that sean ends up winning in the end nice um yeah that was great um i summarized brothers really poorly so i'm gonna try to do boys beat the real world the very next episode boy meets the real world a little more justice um i think this is a good episode that lends like some depth to sean um we get the reveal of uh how his brother didn't write back to him even though he wrote him letters every day and um it's really tragic and we get the beautiful resolution of like if i had known you wanted to see me i would have gotten on a bus and come um which is a really nice moment. Um, this is also the last time we get like artsy filmmaker Corey that we've had hinted at since season one. 
Um, and it is my favorite like trajectory for Corey. Um, it, it makes him more of a person to me to see like Corey really interested in this thing and really like pursuing it. And this is the first episode Angela's ever in. Um, she only has one role, but she's there. Mm-hmm. I forgot line, that this is the role. episode that she first appeared in her first little mm-hmm, appearance. Like, isn't this, isn't this like that MTV show, the real world? He's like, no, what are you talking about? But they also called her by name. So like they knew she was Angela, which mm-hmm. is super yeah. awesome. I think this is our toughest matchup so far. Yeah, definitely For so me. far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, neither of them are runaways. And I'm looking back on my rankings and they were pretty close to one another. I think that between the two of them, my preference is Honesty Night. But, um, but I think it's because... I don't know. I like I don't know if the real world copy worked for me in the moment. I think that yeah. I liked Honesty Night better, but that's not saying much because I don't know. I think are- Honesty yeah. Night is more memorable. Um, I think when you think of Boy Meets Real World, all you think is the parody of real world and not the actual plot and mm-hmm. how it moves things forward. At least Honesty Night feels like you're pushing the plot forward a little bit. So I think I agree with you, Sarah, that it's not by a ton, but I feel like Honesty Night is probably getting my... Yeah, I know when we watched it, I forgot. Like I, like you said, I only remember that it was the real world parody. And I kind of forgot yeah. that it's sort of like this season premiere part two of like Sean and Jack and their relationship. Um, so it just it's not one that's ever like stood out in my mind beyond just the the core little gimmick that they were doing Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna go ahead and vote for boy meets the real world because i'm voting because it's not gonna win if honesty night was on the line i probably would (laughs) vote for it but boy meets the real world i'm voting for filmmaker Corey. uh i'm voting for more wendy's unicorn monologue the unicorn monologue. Um, oh, yeah. I'm voting for Sean, uh, Corey filming Sean in the shower. All those things. Wait, I'm was that when he had the like the the whole rain jacket situation? Uh-huh. Yeah, fisherman's wharf. Kinda. Yeah, that was good. That was so, good. I think Honesty Night is probably the better episode, um, but I do. I'm gonna vote for Boy Meets Just so it's not a runaway. Yeah, that's fair. All right, now we're halfway day. through the first round. Play so it. Do we decide honesty night? Yeah. Play yeah. it. All right. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> like if I we're have like, to endure it, I might as well so have So good. Yep. I'm into it. I like it. I love it. this song. You're the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really I know, I'm going to get off this podcast and be like, why do I have that song stuck in my head all day? <laughs> but only the one really, line. That's about Ralph yeah. Macchio. I have to actually like think about now what comes after that line like in my head. We just hear that over. No over. one's ever going to keep me down. Yep. Nailed it's it. true. But I have to think about it because we've done this five <laughs> times now. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Now we're on to the back half. Back with a one seed. I love you, Donna Karen. Um, versus um, Eric Hollywood. Now the question is, are you going to make me, force me talk about (laughs) Eric Hollywood in a positive light? Because um, Would you have fun with that? I'm thinking no. I'll do Eric Hollywood. Okay, yeah. There we go. I love Eric Hollywood. There we go. Okay, Um, does someone want to do I Love You, Donna Karen? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. 
That's a matchup we haven't had yet. There you yeah. go. There we go. Go ahead, Sarah. Try to beat me. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> I <jump laughs> <up>? <laughs> like, I would rather just. We're having so much fun here. <laughs> All right. Let's start with I love you, Donna Care. Okay. Now, we spent four seasons waiting for Sean to find love, and we had him go, you know, date around and all this stuff. And this is the episode where Sean's like, I am ready to be in love. And what does it take? It takes a purse with a poetry book, a CD, and whatever is in there. And this starts on a mystery. And throughout the episode, we're like, who's the purse? Who's the purse? And it turns out by the end to be Angela. No way. And then it it leaves off with a two because always so epic and we don't get it very often. Meanwhile, we get Eric seeing invisible Mr. Feeney. I don't want you to focus on that aspect of it, but just focus on like how we were feeling when we found out that it was Angela's purse. <laughs> feeling pretty good. That was, that was perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. Eric Hollywood. This is the episode that proves that Boy Meets World is willing to do anything they're like there is nothing too weird for us on this show this is the episode where eric goes to hollywood obviously and he is going to star on basically boy meets world except it's called kid gets acquainted with the universe we get to meet ben sandwich which is like it's basically Corey, who's just again the first person narrative of like everything is about me sean is terrified of topanga who is just like hello she's OTT to the max and, she, and he's hanging out with Feeny. We love, love, love the Feeny Eric pairing. Some of the best duos on the show. I just think the wackier this show gets, the more fun it is. And this episode is not like the what's eating Corey Wolf situation. Like this one is actually fun and ridiculous in all the best ways. And it also allows the actor to show range. All right. That was like so a true. minute and like point one of a second. Oh my gosh, look at that. Qualified. <laughs> we don't have hard and fast. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no just could have been use your error on the, the clock holder. <laughs> it's true. It could have worked. But I'm just that was beautiful. Um that timing. All right. Does anyone want to start us off voting? I, I will not be voting for Eric Hollywood. And I will be voting for Eric Hollywood. <laughs> wow. I'm also gonna vote for I love you, Donna Karen. I mean, I love Eric Hollywood. I really do. Um, it's a it's a complete cartoon. Um, and <laughs> while it is a lot of fun, it doesn't make a lot of sense, which is why on our show to make it make sense, because that's the path we've taken. We had to come up with a roundabout explanation that it's all a fever dream of Sean's while he's down with the chicken pox. Oh. It doesn't, nothing makes sense for it to exist. Um, that makes Yeah, that makes more sense, I think. But that also just makes it fun. And it also doesn't make any sense that Feeney would go with Eric to Hollywood. No. We love that it happens. Not even a little bit. But again, I love it. it. See, I think, yeah, Sean is missing school, so he doesn't know where Mr. Feeney is, and Eric's not in the apartment. He's having a dream about what he thinks they're up to. So I'm going to vote for I Love You, Donna Karen, um, as well. I'll talk more about that episode later. I Love You, Donna Karen is moving on. All right. In my head, Eric Hollywood is is persevering but that's okay in my heart I'm sure you all knew the purse like that's a brand of purse right donna karen um, what brand was it yeah donna karen yeah, yeah. donna karen like we oh, didn't that's know that's what donna karen i don't know i thought donna karen was a human like, like yeah, sure, like, it was a human dkny but. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I do know DKNY. I did not know that stood for Dip. I'm not a person. Okay. I think you... Cameron told me that on our episode, and I've already forgotten it until you just <laughs> new information. Like, they probably know because when we were when we watched my day with the president's daughter, and you're like, oh, it's that kind of dress. Yeah, yeah that was Lexi Johnson. I thought it was a pink, pink velvety thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a fun episode. Good, good times. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to round six. Uh, the metaphor. Um, because we don't want to be racially insensitive on this episode. Um, and it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Um, torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. It was a lot to um, write. It's a yeah, flash. <laughs> Some of these titles are way too long. They need to rein it in a bit. I agree with oh, you. You should see my handwritten one because I had to like write small or like mm-hmm. curve stuff. Um, yes. So I guess it's you and me, Cameron. Which one do you want? Um, I want to take the metaphor. Okay, you'll take the metaphor. Um, just real quick before we start, while listening, while while making this, I re-listened to the end of each one of our podcasts. Um, but I also listened to the beginning just because it starts. My favorite beginning of our podcast is the metaphor episode. It is so funny, um, and I just think it's a delight. It was fun to re-listen. Okay, so go so back take... and listen to it, everyone. Give us those downloads. Will... Yeah, that's that's my point. Give us downloads. <laughs> Um, but the right, metaphor, okay, the metaphor is just a, there's no other way to describe it, but just a Boy Meets World ass episode of Boy Meets World. Um, just start to finish, it has everything. It has like the school lessons, it has Feeny, it has Sean overcoming obstacles, it has Corey being just ridiculous. I don't remember what Eric's doing during this episode, but I'm sure it's fine. Um, it, it's just, it's just really good and it's very funny um the scene on the billboard where they're singing the song about the bahamas is just so classic um just so much of it is just um it's just really good and then at the end you kind of have that moment just really good heart with uh sean making it to the super bowl and that's it great job um that was the metaphor and now i've got torn between two lovers feeling like a fool um okay i had to remind myself what happened so this is the return of lauren um who we love Lauren. There's no way around it. All the characters in the show love Lauren. If Topanga spent some time with Lauren, I'm sure she would love Lauren. Um, because Lauren just seems great. Um, this is the only Corey-centric episode in the the Lauren saga from uh, Heartbreak Corey to Honesty Night. Um, all of the others set, set around Sean, but this is Corey's time to shine. He goes on a date with Lauren. Um, the date is a lot of fun. It's really cute. Um, and it really does bring up the question, should Corey and Topanga end up together? Like, these two seem to be doing pretty great. And Corey's only seen a small, small chunk of the world. Um, maybe he should branch out. I don't know. And this is a good one to branch out to. Um, so, yeah, it's a great drama. Ah, one minute, one second. <laughs> I um, I really love Flaff. I think that it's really exciting to see... <laughs> Corey going on this date and they look they have like so much fun together and the fact that oh like Lauren just showed up and it's like it's like you want to hate Lauren but you can't because she brings like a light to the situation and you kind of want to root for it but then you kind of feel crappy about it because you're like no like it's Corey and Topanga and then you realize like as an adult there is nothing wrong for a 16 year old boy to explore his options like nobody should be like tied down as a 16 year old so I think that it really gives you like it 
it makes you think about like where they are and it's so divided on what you want the outcome of this episode to be. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'm also voting for Flaff. I'll save like my arguments for a little <laughs> bit later, but I really didn't like the metaphor that much. It was in one of my like least, it was like one of my least favorite episodes of the season, just because I think Feeney's argument doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like what he wants them to do honestly doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, and so I felt like it wasn't really in Feeney's character as much. And so, yeah, I like Flaff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Flaff is the more episode of consequence, I'd say, than the metaphor. And there's not a troubling metaphor <laughs> in the episode. There is not. I, I will say, like, once again, I mean, all these episodes, season five, such a great season in general. And so memorable. And it's probably the season I watched the most when I was a kid because I remember the competition and, like, the fun tropical song but yeah i don't think that it carries on to a 2022 lens yeah i'm also gonna vote for i guess we're calling it flaff which i love <laughs> um i i will also vote for that i do think that there is no episode of boy meets world that exemplifies what people think boy meets world is than the metaphor um the whole like they play out a lesson in school in real life kind of thing um which actually doesn't end up happening very often in the series at all. Um, so I think the metaphor is is fun for being like so quintessentially its world, but um, Flaff is a better episode. Um, I'm finding it difficult to vote against Lauren, so <laughs> um, I think it should move on. I do like the metaphor, but all right, Cameron. All right. Got to bob my head every time. I love it. Okay, and now we have the penultimate of the first round chasing angela versus promises promises i mean you could take the promise there okay you prom you i know you love the prom um i'll take chasing angela okay okay all right we'll start with chasing angela and go i actually really like this episode um mainly because it points out the flaws in Topanga and Corey's relationship and how much of like an elderly couple they are and how Topanga is starting to hate it. She's like, I don't want to go to the same old tiny restaurant week after week. And I love how it just reiterates that Angela and Shauna are a great couple and they don't have to be like Topanga. They can be their own couple. Um, so I really just like that. Like it shows Sean and Angela that they can be a different type of couple and that that's not wrong. It's not a bad thing. Um, and also you have Jack and Eric like preparing Thanksgiving dinner. I don't, this doesn't make any sense. Like it is the most bonkers, ridiculous storyline. Um, I, it doesn't go well, sh shockingly to absolutely no one. It's, it's again, this is one of those storyline bees that isn't hugely consequential. It is kind of funny and one of the sillier side stories. Um, but, but yeah, I like this episode. All right. And now promises, promises. I love this episode. When you think of a high school show, you always get a prom episode. That is kind of like a pivotal point of any high school kid drama. And this is, I think, the perfect prom episode. One of the things about prom is that there's an anticipation that you could potentially have sex. And I think that the way this show handled it is really great. And then, of course, we get the Amy and Alan stuff. Amy finds out that she's pregnant. And then we get the culmination of them showing up at the same place with the little switcheroo, which is so sitcom-y, but also 
what I love about this episode is that ultimately Alan and Amy trust Corey and Topanga to make their own decision. And I think that is so important to not shame people about or your children about sex in general. So I thought that was great. Prom in general is super fun. And then we get like Jack and Eric somehow as chaperones is prom too. And it's ridiculous. And then finally we have the lobby guy. Um, spectacular. Perfect episode. Also, isn't this the episode where Amy finds out that she's pregnant too? Sis, I said that. You don't even listen to oh. my argument. I listened <laughs> to 90% of it. I missed when you said that. <laughs> Just that one part. Just the Just one part one. I missed it. <laughs> the 10% where you talked about. Um, Cameron, <laughs> why don't you start us with a vote? Um, I am going to vote for Promises. Promises. Um, I don't think it's recency bias though we just more recently watched it but i think of the two like the two-parter sean and angela <clears throat> like i love you donna karen chasing angela i love you donna karen i like more um than chasing angela and uh promises promises i just i really enjoy it so i'm voting for it. i think it's really close for me i really like both of these episodes i think that a prom episode just holds more weight especially because and I, it's hard right because we have like the Sean and Angela of it all versus like the Korean Topanga may have sex episode I just think the promises promises episode is such a bigger deal and it's really really funny Corey's interactions with the hotel guy are so funny it's it's so funny um yeah I have a real appreciation for Ben Savage's comedic timing, mm -hmm. um, more and more so the older that he gets. And I think that this was masterfully done, um, the scene. I agree with Jess. It's a really hard matchup. This is probably my hardest matchup yet. Chasing Angela is a really good episode. So I really liked it. But of course, my vote's going to go for Promises, Promises. Yep. Um, it's inconsequential. I'll also go for Promises, Promises. I think... This is the closest one for me by far. So, so far. <laughs> um, I do love Eric, like, beating on a big slab of ice and saying, be a turkey. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Pumpkin pie is supposed to have bones in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like, how did you, how did that happen? I, I love that it did. Um, but at the end of the day, and, and I totally understand that this could be a bias. But I was so shocked when I saw Promises, Promises. And the moral of the story was don't feel pressured to have sex by a big event and not like abstinence is the way. Mm -hmm. Like it it just, it blew my mind. I never expected it. Yeah. And it's I was one like, of those episodes that like stands up to the test of time, which not every episode does, obviously. But this one is one you could show a kid today and it'd be very relevant and still have a great message. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe just because it blew that expectation out of the water, but I think very fondly of Promises, Promise. And it's a band episode, and we're edgy, so we're voting mm -hmm. for it. The Edge Lords of the Boy Meets World podcast. Yeah, one of these ones that Disney Channel wouldn't show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> the dancing just keeps getting a little bit more. <laughs> mm -hmm. all right a little more tired um i'll go ahead and take um if you can't be with the one you love cameron okay so you're oh, you're really setting me up with a lot of good things to talk about oh, poor cameron <laughs> i haven't picked it's... a single episode yet i've always gone with the one yeah, i'll give you this one i'll give you this one <laughs> um i think oh i gotta get my timer sorry i'm not exempt from the timer just because he I gives himself unlimited time uh, okay 
So uh, if you can't be with the one you love was another, like, obviously it's a band episode. Um, they wouldn't show this one or promises promises. Um, and I think the reason is because they really are um, portraying these things in a better light than most shows at the time were. Um, the episode doesn't come down like, Oh, Corey drank and that's awful. The thing is like Sean's family, family has a history of alcoholism and he needs to like reconcile with that. Um, and I think that's, I don't know. I think it's really great. I think Corey's swiping um, a bottle of hooch to get over his breakup is very realistic and well done. Um, I think it's funny. I love when they're at the party and walking down the uh, walking down the street and um, and then it gets really emotional and I think it hits a lot of beats really well. Wonderful job. Okay. Right. Well, we got how to succeed in business. Here we go. <laughs> how to succeed in business. Um, Oh, there is something good about this episode. I just remembered. This is the episode where Amy goes back to school, and it's very good. Um, Amy goes to creative writing and writes um, erotic stories about her own life <laughs> um, and grosses Herrick out to no end. Um, and it's absolutely wonderful. And that's all that happens in this episode. And it's really great. <laughs> We're staying positive. So I'm not going to talk about the A-plot. Yeah, I'm with you, Cameron. I... I don't particularly enjoy how to succeed in business. So I will very handily vote if you can't be with the the one you love. I think it's, it is, a, I feel like along the same lines as Promises, Promises. Like this is a sh- an episode of like the, uh, like an after school special type of episode of Boy Meets World. Um, and also Sean does a handstand in it and it is very mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> it is. Oh it's yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. The fact that I remember that means it was a very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I'm think. I'm just moving it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get out of here. How to succeed in business. How to succeed you in business, know. just to eulogize it real quick, is a great episode of some other show where <laughs> they are like Adults. young professionals. <laughs> oh. So we need to age up the characters to make the storyline work. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably. Oh, Sarah, you yeah, didn't get to a vote. Few, a few weeks um, ago. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, Did yeah. Sarah get to vote? Oh, just a few oh, weeks ago, oh, we were talking about. Later. Oh, well, we were, Chance was talking about an episode of Modern Family that basically does the same shtick, but does it to such a ridiculous level mm-hmm. that it it works. Or oh, were you so just you saying as an bigger. example? That, I don't remember you said just as an example if they did this, but it just it made sense because it was just they were older, or it was just such a ridiculous premise that it uh, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I when we did covered this episode, I had never seen Modern Family. I've actually seen most of the first season now. And yeah, it would work much better as like an episode of that show. But I will vote for Can't Be With The One You Love. Sarah, what is your vote? Uh, yeah, I I really liked If You Can't Be With The One You Love. I love it when Boy Meets World tackles the heavier topics. That's why I think that Boy Meets World works so well as a show in general is because they're not afraid of dealing with heavier topics. So, of course, this is moving forward for me. All right, we've got. I already moved it on the bracket, so here we go. Um, I do enjoy good things happening for Sean in business. How to succeed in business? I do not enjoy the like privilege of Corey to be like, no, but I should. Oh yeah, Corey. I mean, the first couple of episodes of season five, Corey was super insufferable, and like this is definitely part of it. I mean, a lot of the uh, season he was insufferable. But also, it was his season to grow. But also, yeah. he stunk. But did he? No. Yeah. 
Did yeah, he grow he just, is a good no. he ha- It's very roller coaster season for him, and there's a lot of low lows. Yes, I agree. Wait, Cameron, Oof. you did this bracket across. I just noticed. Yeah, I know. I realized that- you weren't looking at ours because, I mean, that's how you're supposed to set it up, where it's like the top ones aren't supposed to meet till the end. Yeah, I was doing it down. Oh, no. <laughs> we screwed it up. It's fine. It's fine. It works. They, no one else has a visual besides us, so they won't know. It's true, but the two one seeds are up against each other now. Oops. Might be. <laughs> That's okay. Um, these are the well, two. Hey, now the mystery might be the mystery might be there for what makes it. This is what Sarah wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm true. just trying to help with the ratings, to be honest with you. So I am voting against <laughs> and then there was Sean no matter what. Ooh, I love oh my it. gosh, what a monster she is. <laughs> Who invited her? Myself. <laughs> um so yeah, we're doing, and then there was Sean, and I love you, Donna Karen, um, which is fine. Oh, you made it the angel. I love it. Yeah, Cameron did a great job. Yeah. Good job, nice Karen. You're the best around. Praise yeah. me. Praise and, me more. Yeah, and because you're so great, I think that you should pick this <laughs> round. Well, so we don't do, do wins now. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. You should pick the wins. That's it. It's just it. a free. It's just a free conversation now. I mean, you can bring up good. You can bring up bad. Talk about whatever you want. So okay. I didn't think I love you, Donna Karen, should even be in this spot because I wanted Eric Hollywood. Oh, she go away. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I still think I don't like. I'm not saying that. And then there was Sean's gonna win the whole bracket, but I do think it's more iconic. It has it. I I will say it gives me it, it makes me laugh more, and that's a huge reason that I would love an episode of meets world is how many laughs per minute what are the lpms and there's a higher lpm rate for and then there was sean she's not wrong okay i say yeah. go for the underdog cut this giant monster off at the knee why are we going to let this episode get to the very end and win it all i refuse well i may be able to help because i love i love you donna karen i think this episode is amazing um when i think about it i think of like sean's face lighting up when he's listening to four seasons and maybe it's just my writer strong love but i just there's maybe no visual i like better in the entire season than that moment where he's like like, playing a little violin He's playing the little violin. He's like, if you close your eyes, you can see spring. <laughs> He's um, so passionate. He's so pa- it, and and I feel like oh, I'm so sorry. One more point. I think this is like what gets Sean into poetry. Like we all know mm-hmm. Sean as a lover of poetry, but it's because of what he found in this book, and then he learned the world of poetry. Yeah, I can believe it. I thought it was this poem about welfare that he wrote in the eighth grade. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> How can I forget? Um, I completely agree. I think Sean's trajectory as a person makes a lot of sense. And this episode is kind of like the bridge between the two Sean's because it's still about a girl. It's still about falling in love, but he's falling in love with things about a girl. And it's like opening up avenues in his life. He never knew were option. Um, and I think it's just really great character development for Sean. Um, I love him reading the sonnet to the the personal trainer and her being like, stop, please, why are you doing <laughs> me? Um, and the the heart wrench when the other girl picks up the purse and how they just let that scene play out quietly. What a um, twist. Uh, yeah, and then the twist at the end. It's so great. But um, if we're talking about a twist, Mr. Feeney in the hallway, lights flashing. It's him. Yes. Sean pats him on the back and he falls down with scissors in his back. 
dead. <gasps> Nobody the, saw it coming. The constant like uh flashing and the the oh, the the moment where the the payphone rings and like Eric answers it and just like I feel like that episode Sarah and I talk a lot about like how like stupid Eric is and how he gets to be like so dumb it's annoying this is like the perfect example of Eric being dumb and it's very funny like they do a really good job mm -hmm. with it um I just I love Angela screaming like Angela gets to scream her heart out in this episode and I love the scream off between her and what was it like Fifi or what whatever the heck Fefi. her name is Fefi sorry Fefi, Fefi. Fifi. Um, I'm voting for Donna just... Karen just because of that. No! <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's so, a, it's oh, it's ahead. it's a great episode. I, I like I I can't deny that, and it's memorable, and it's a lot of people's favorites. They did many cons where the cast watch it live and then do commentary after, so it is known as the greatest episode of all time it's not my favorite on this list Sarah. that's what you're worried about it's not my favorite on this list i'm just saying i think it's better than i love you donna karen i'm just saying like See? you know don't you want losers to win but is, <laughs> not is that, that loser a loser um no no, no. <laughs> it's like you don't want like i don't know people don't like the patriots because they win all the time right like you i don't, don't think they like they the patriots because that jerk guy is a quarterback he's not anymore if you're meaning tom brady Oh, we'll to, see. That yeah, shows how much Florida. I follow sports. He moved to Florida. I mean, we're notoriously not sports people, but I do know that. Well, I good riddance. I hope he enjoys that hot climate. Tampa Bay. So I, I am legitimately voting for I Love You, Donna Karen, because I think it's a better episode. It's um, up to you, Cameron. I know. So these are but what happens because of the way I set up the bracket. Talk about it more. We fight to the death. Um, <laughs> Usually Chance and I are sitting next to each other when we do this, so we could, if we needed Fight to yeah. grapple, we could do it. Oh, we haven't had to yet, but now we can't. Um, because of the way that I put everything on the bracket, these two these two episodes are like juggernaut episodes, I feel like, of the season. Just like two really, really good episodes. Um, and I really enjoy both of them for different reasons. Like, And then there was Sean is hilarious. It also... As a child, we've been over all of my trauma related to this episode that I experienced as a child. Um, don't need to relitigate that and how much the janitor still freaks me out to this day. Very, very spooky. I just, that middle part. Check the part window to make sure he wasn't there. <laughs> he might be there. I'm always worried, a little bit worried that I'm going to look out the window and there yeah. he is. Um, but it's hilarious. It's so good. Like start to finish, really great. Um, but I love you, Donna Karen, the same. It's also really, really good. Um, and I think what it kind of comes down to is impact of the episode. Like, and then there was Sean is really great, but ultimately it all takes place in his mind. Um, and like, we're seeing all these characters, but it's not really them and it's not really happening to them. But I love you, Donna Karen is like Sean changing and growing as a person, which I feel like is really important and like important to the season's trajectory overall. So I'm really sorry, Jess. I'm so devastated. But I'm, I'm going feel... to pick I love you, Donna Karen. My greatest life's work. Please. <laughs> um, I, I, will, I will fully admit that I may be a little biased towards this episode. Um, we live in like a very like conservative Christian part of like the country. And in the last five years, 
like all those beliefs have kind of like broken down for me and i've learned about like philosophy and like different ways of thinking about spirituality and all of this stuff and like i feel like sean a lot of the time like this is so cool how did i never know this <laughs> so it's like a thing i've been going through for several years now <laughs> i love that I, I i love like that like relearning that you're doing it's mm -hmm. super awesome i mean we're all learning and evolving as well so it's really cool that you're opening yourself to so many things yeah well thank you um but it just makes this episode like really resonate with me because i kind of feel like sean's going through that too of like did you know classical music could be good like yeah yeah poetry <laughs> whatever like the the tickets to whichever band i forget yeah, which called van damme it was a van damme movie oh it was a movie it was a movie yeah yeah and uh uh, I, because of this episode, I had to buy my wife snow caps. She was only my girlfriend at the time. Oh, I love snow caps. But look what it she did. never had them. Snow cap, snow cap it's connection. Snow caps brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> fine, so. fine. It can move on. It's fine. I'll marry you. Keep them snow caps flowing. <laughs> love it. Anyway, right. you gonna play your sound? Beautiful. I don't know if I really saw that coming. Um, um, but here we are. It happened. I don't know. That... Down. Okay, so we've been doing this across. I didn't realize. So it do we want to go to um, Witches of Penbrooke versus Falaf? Uh -huh. Yeah, Falaf. Falaf, 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 This is a tough like matchup because I think one of these is way more serious. Like Falaf is more serious despite the name Flaff <laughs> and Witches of Pembroke is way more just like wackadoo. It's just uh, like Sarah had said in her one minute argument, it was just like an event. It was mm -hmm. like, Oh, Melissa Joan mm -hmm. Hart is going to be this. She's Sabrina. Candace Cameron Burr is going to be in this. She's a witch. Like it's a whole, it was a whole thing. But Flaff is like so iconic. Like mm -hmm. the episode, because the thing is, is Linda Cardellini, does such a great job at making Lauren likable. I feel like we're five seasons into the show. Topanga obviously didn't really become a character until what, like seasons two and three, like she really started to develop. But right. that's a lot of headway in making us fall in love with Topanga. And we love Topanga. So for Lauren to come in and make us question whether or not Corey and Topanga should be together, that is so impressive on Linda Cardellini to make us fall in love with that character. And it was one of those things where I I do think I'm like Corey should have like changed like you know uh use seen some of his options he should have explored a little bit more and I don't know I feel like I have to vote for Flaff even though I love Witches and Penbrook I just feel like Flaff is more important the overall yeah I ooh, I don't know what I'm voting for but I I liked everything you said about Flaff because <laughs> um, I think I think you're right on. Um, I think maybe one of the the failings of Flaff is it like fails to have this greater conversation. Like at the end of Flaff, I feel like we're supposed to feel like how could Topanga do this? She told him to go out with her, and it doesn't have a like it doesn't have a good conversation about like making someone feel valued. <laughs> like because mm -hmm. obviously she felt unvalued by Corey's decision to do what he did. Um, but I think it's supposed to be painted as like oh she's a woman she doesn't know what she wants she says one thing and does the other yeah um, yeah and women am i right <laughs> yeah women that's just what the episode yeah. says i don't believe that yeah we don't just um, there. i just want to make sure it's clear I'm but i think like someone in topanga's position i think they would feel 
like devalued. And I think that's a conversation worth having, but it's not a conversation the show is interested in having. Um, we call it a product of the times or whatever. And Witches of Penbrook is fun. <laughs> like it's enjoyable. I, I like it. Um, it's the end kind of, of this thing they were trying for the first few episodes of having like Jack and Eric be like the co-stars, like sharing equal or more time. Um, with everybody and it's definitely the best eric and jack episode like bar none um the guest stars are great uh candace camera burst yeah. talking in a demon voice so good <laughs> i just remembered sean's like, like that whole thing like when he was making ghost noises that cracked me up um, um witchcraft for dum-dums that yeah. was the spf one million um sunscreen we would be remiss not to mention that Witches of Pembroke has a wildly stupid subplot about Corey being mean to Topanga on a plane. Oh, you're right. That is so stupid. Sarah and I were so harsh on that. I remember because I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Yeah. But also um, with Flaff, there that subplot is when Eric subbed for Feeney in the citizenship class. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of my like favorites. I love that subplot. Can you like that? I was just mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? Like, why? Because well, the I feel like the show sets some things up and then forgets about what they're doing. Just like with the Corey and the being a like a reporter or mm-hmm. like a journalist, and that kind of goes away. Um, we have the Sean and Turner. Where like Turner's like helping Sean figure out who he is, and then that kind of goes away. But we also have like the Eric and Feeney, which their relationship stays the same. But like Eric is on a trajectory to become a teacher and like following Mr. Feeney's footsteps. And you kind of see that happen here. And like at the end, where he's like, I never really figured out why I never really realized why someone would want to be a teacher, but this is like this is it. Like you're seeing your students be successful. And Feeney like looks at him and smiles. It's just like this really nice moment. Um and I, I, I mean, I am a teacher, so it speaks to me. Um, I don't know which one I'm voting for just yet. Um, I just wanted to bring up those points so someone else can talk or yeah. we can no, start voting. It's, it's really hard. It's a really hard one. I thought I was going to go into it voting for Flaff, but I think that I'm winding up voting for Witches of Pembroke. I think that ultimately the show is supposed to be funny, and they, they, they do such a great job with all of the, like, uh, the beats that are emotional, but my favorite part of Flaff is Lauren and Corey getting caught in the rain and on their date. And I that's my favorite part of that. But like, I loved everything about Witches of Pembroke. So I'm uh, I save the the plane thing, which I don't even remember. But I'm voting for Witches of Pembroke. Yeah, I think the low of the plane. Uh, in which is a Pembroke is like the lowest of these two for sure. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a fair I point. Just, I just love Lauren. Um, that's it I for me too, great. Cameron. I just, I love Lauren. I think like it's important that she returns. It's important that Corey sees what it's like with her. And I love that the show is like, we're not going to put him with her and have him hate it. He does enjoy his time with her, which makes that decision that much harder. It's not an easy decision. And that leads to Topanga saying, I can't see you more. And I just think like on the drama side of things, it works on a lot of levels. And um, and I just, I love Linda Cardellini. Like, I think she just like nails it every single time she's a guest. Yeah, I think Flaff has the higher high 
um, and Witches of Pembroke has the lower low. Um, both of them are really great episodes, but I think I think Flaff has the least bad. So I'm gonna go for Flaff. I do just want to say this about Witches of Pembroke before we move on, because I'm part of like a Facebook group for Boy Meets World fans. That's like pretty big, and they oh. recently did a like a tournament for the worst episode of Boy Meets World, and Witches of Pembroke won. Oh wow! Zero what? sense to me. Okay. It's like the most That's ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Nonsense. And I was even saying like, what? I would comment on it like, what is like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, I forget which one they like. There was one that it was like far and away beating another episode. It's like legitimately. Have they terrible. seen the Corey Wolf episode? Because like, oh, I like the Corey Wolf episode. So. Well, we were very it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's but, like I could see you really loving it or really hating it, and I would be okay with you either way. But um, I don't think Witches of Pembroke is. It's far from the worst. No. It's a really, really, really good. Episode. Have Have they seen the episode this season where Corey and Sean fight about nothing? <laughs> Lionel's there. Lionel's there. Oh, Lionel. Oh, man. He really um, got the short end of the stick. He had to be friends with Corey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Flav will move on. I am I was pretty close to voting for Witches of Pembroke. Maybe it's the Candace Cameron Burr factor that people don't didn't connect She's with. Such, it's CCB. so ick. It's so ick to think about. Like, I don't know. The headlines that I read, I'm just like, are you serious? It's just the worst when people from your childhood that you admired or liked or liked their product turn out to be like really crappy people. But yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but she wasn't that way yet at this point. And she definitely doesn't play that way. So I no, don't like I remember Jessica and I saying like we are very surprised about how she played that role. Yeah, especially about what how we know her now. I don't know. It was weird, yeah. but nonetheless, I think that I do. Um, I, I can't argue with Flaff going forward. It's a great episode. I really love mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, woohoo! Honestly, all that beautiful bean footage. I was just gonna say, honestly, if the plane scene didn't happen, it may have been reversed for me. That's how like tight it was. Yeah, this is a rough but, matchup. That's so bad. But Corey being mean to Topanga about flying wasn't it fun? Yeah, I, I blocked <laughs> it from my mind. I barely remember. Mm-hmm. It's it's so yeah. inconsequential to the episode. It's like it didn't yeah. need to be there. Yeah, but All it right. is now. We have an interesting episode. Heartbreak Corey versus Promises Promises. Anawana. This is so rough. Do we have to? This is mean. <laughs> this we have to my, eventually. This we is can, my we... favorite episode versus my favorite episode. I don't I don't want to play anymore. I mean, <laughs> okay, so Sarah, you previously had said like and then there was sean is known as like the best episode if you were to approach people on the street that that's the episode they would point to yeah i think the diehard fans would be more likely to say heartbreak Corey. well because it's just like the first time where you question whether or not Corey and topanga are going to be together yeah and it's just like it turns a 22 minute sitcom into like this romance drama and we all all of us growing up we're like oh my god i'm gonna go on a ski trip with my school and fall in love and like break my ankle it's gonna be so cute like <laughs> it's like that's not cute but I, yeah, no, 
<laughs> yeah, I think that if you say Ski Lodge to anyone that remotely knows Boy Meets World, then they know what episode that you're talking about. Exactly. I think that it's nearly as infamous as And Then There Was Sean. I just think that maybe like as a standalone episode and Then There Was Sean is probably the best standalone episode like where you can like watch it just anywhere randomly but yeah. exactly but heartbreak Corey yeah. moves the story very very substantially and it's like mm -hmm. so dramatic but promises promises it's so good and the message is so good as well and it's funny um it's a really really tough matchup i will also say that i think Heartbreak Corey does involve more characters than like Promises Promises and that Promises Promises is like so focused on Corey and Topanga and Heartbreak Corey we have like Sean who's giving Corey like terrible advice also in it um I don't know I just I also love a um like an event episode or like a a getaway episode like a, there's a different set and it's just like very exciting it's like when the anime has a beach episode this is the boy meets world beach episode <laughs> okay but usually those are non-consequential so bad example and no one's really jiving with my metaphor so it's fine uh, <laughs> i we, like we love it. you cameron you're great but can we just talk more about um john balma and his portrayal of hotel guy <laughs> oh it's so good it's so, so funny He's so good and then the fact the innuendo as well is so like witty and masterfully done have you ever been tired before <laughs> yeah it's so good it's how it's just, tired are you <laughs> really really tired like, i could fall asleep right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i will say i'm gonna give my two favorite moments uh, uh, favorite laughs from both episodes um for uh, Heartbreak Corey, it's when Sean yells at Corey to read the Bible. Um, it's very funny. Read the and, Bible. Read the Bible. And then and, instantly tells Corey to lie. Yeah, so <laughs> good reading, Sean. Yeah. But my favorite part of Promises Promises is when Eric's trying to bribe the hotel guy and he doesn't have anything so he's like or a mystery bag oh, the mystery bag <laughs> what's oh, in the mystery bag i forgot Where? about the mystery bag so did we ever find out a how he got the mystery bag and b what was in the mystery bag we nope it's all oh, still man, a mystery it's still a mystery um, but it is implied think... that the front desk guy went with the mystery bag. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a discussion on whether or not we thought it was a good thing in the mystery bag or a bad thing i think we settled on good thing just knowing yeah. who eric is what would be in the mystery bag like what does he have i don't know oh. so those are my two favorite parts of the episodes um i do think this one is hard it's like fun but has a good message versus like dramatic and consequential yeah, yeah. heartbreak Corey really sets up something boy meets world isn't necessarily known for its episodic storytelling um, but it really sets us off on an adventure of Sean's coping with Corey and Topanga's breakup from here on out. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Almost all of those episodes made our tournament uh, mm -hmm. minus first girlfriend's club. But then every other one is here. Yeah, you're right. It does. It sets up the whole like season arc. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm just going to go forward and say that my vote is for heartbreak Corey. Yeah. I it's, think that's where my hard. vote is too. Just because mm -hmm. it's, 
when I think of iconic episodes of Boy Meets World, I think of Heartbreak Corey and I think of and then there was Sean as like the first two that come to my mind. Um, and it's just like the drama. Linda Cardellini, my heart aches for you. So good. <laughs> Love Linda Cardellini. Amazing. Um, I think I will also go with Heartbreak Corey. Um, I love Promises, Promises. Um, I think it's probably funnier. Although Eric is, or I mean, Sean is very funny in mm-hmm. um, Heartbreak Corey. But Heartbreak. I was like, are you all right there? <laughs> I they didn't should just know. rename the episode as like the cabin episode at this point. <laughs> yeah. For Ski Lodge. Boy meets Ski Lodge. They yeah. could do. Um, good. They could do a friends thing, the one where we introduce Lauren. Yes, yeah. the one where Lauren breaks everybody up. It's a ridiculous long title, name, but still. It's not the longest. No. Between two lovers feeling. Well, I am. Well, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think you got to go with consequential. And man, I know it's been said, but Lauren does such a good job of making you like her. And like mm. people are like, oh, from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. Right away, she's charming, and, like, she never does lie to Corey. She's very upfront with what she wants, like, who she is. Um, It's not like they don't play her as off as, like, a secret seductress who has a plan. She's just like, I don't know. I think she's very, uh, very good. Mm-hmm. Big fans. So. Well, I'm going to vote for Promises, Promises, because it deserves one vote. Okay, good job. I, I, I was think close. I like Heartbreak Corey better, but I wanted, I wanted, you know, to give it a little something. <laughs> Very nice. But Heartbreak Corey is the winner. You, bo- you both look sad that Promises Promises lost. Yeah, I am. I am sad. I feel like I, I honestly feel like the the uh, those two episodes should have been our final two matchup. But it, it it's uh, it is how the bracket is. It's That's true. In the words of former Prime Minister of Great Britain Boris Johnson, "Them's the breaks." Them's, them's, them's the breaks. <laughs> Yes, amazing. Um, yeah, they they were supposed to be on the opposite sides of the bracket, but we messed up, and it's fine. Hey, it's leave going Cameron it's alone. Fun. He's doing his no. best. Oh my god, <laughs> he didn't mess up. He didn't. We messed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, thank you, though, right. Sarah. <laughs> just just the, the amount of abuse that I take on this show. Well, like me too on ours. Okay, my God, the yeah. drama. Yeah, everyone's so mean to me over at the SNSTM. So I feel mean to you. Literally, no one is mean to you. <laughs> if you say so. Well, I and I should have checked the bracket. It's not Cameron's fault. No, it's nobody's fault. I like it how it if is. If anything, it's, it's a fun. it's sort of a kill your darling situation. Just kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Although Love it is darling. Is, sorry, my wife just waved to you. Hi. I saw. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did bring us to this matchup, which I feel like is the weakest of these three. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I can't really even fight for honesty night that much. I felt like it was like mm-hmm. kind of a stupid plot anyway. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate the episode. It was actually kind of like higher middle for me. But compared to if you can't be with the one you love, which like tells such a important message. And it's so interesting for a Sean episode. And also it's like one of those like taboo episodes. Uh, you got to you got to vote for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah, I mean, it's got to be if it can't be with the one you love. Um, I guess we can save talking about it for next round, unless mm-hmm. Jess and Cameron surprise me. No, no. I'm with Sarah. I, I like yeah. it if you can't be the with the one you love. 
better. Yeah, I think Honesty Night, just to say something nice about it. I'm not even going to give it a vote, though, because um, I'm so in the other camp. Um, I just think it, it's just a really sitcom-y episode, which I think is nice. Um, so it's fun, but also just ridiculous. Um, but it's enjoyable. Now, I'm trying, is there a beat plot to that one? I don't think there no, is. Yes, and we are forgetting it. It's Eric and his Word of Day calendar, which is the best part of the episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, yeah, that when, is good. When Tushy's for sale. Cool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's stupid, but it is funny. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yes, that is the, the shining star in that episode. Um, but yes, so... We'll save talking about why if you can't be with the one you love is great next time because that wasn't a fight. Because it's going up against Flaff. Mm-hmm. Um, now we are getting to what I thought could be one of the finals of the whole thing, which is I love you, Donna Karen, she's heartbreak. This it's, is... a, it's another toughie, but not for me because <laughs> I just think that nothing ever could really compete against Heartbreak Corey. As much as we love the purse and the fact that Sean is ready for a real relationship with somebody that he has shared interests with, it does not compare to the Ski Lodge episode. It cannot. It would not. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was willing to vote out I Love You, Donna Karen in round one. So I'm definitely definitely (laughs) down with Heartbreak Corey being, being better. I just think it's more iconic, like... Uh, and we love Sean finding Angela, but like the test of Panga and Corey's love is such a morning uh, story. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eulogize. I love you, Donna Karen, um, because it is the episode I wanted to win this tournament. Um, but I knew it was a long shot. Um, well, hold I on, was great. what if I'm gonna vote for it? I, I don't know. I'm undecided. Oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just talk about I Love You, Donna Karen. Because uh, I don't think it's just about Sean by Angela. I think it's about Sean discovering himself, which I really mm-hmm. love. Um, and I love that, like, I don't know. I love that he puts so much faith in Corey throughout the whole episode. And then he just has that moment where it's all ripped away. And he's like, don't ever say anything to me ever again. Um, right, there's a lot of meddling, right, with mm-hmm, Corey. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all we always know that Corey loves to meddle, but um, yeah, like he gets his, gets his hopes up. Yeah, and that moment of like Sean wanting to hold on to the idea of this person that he could love, and like feeling like it's ripped away, it's just it gets me. It gets me every time. Um, I love, I love you, Donna Karen. And I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I guess you just have to ask yourself, do I want to watch an episode where I'm happy for Sean or where co- bad things happen? Oh, yeah. That's a good but, question. Uh, I do think Heartbreak Corey has the, it's just, you know, it's it's so iconic. It's mm-hmm. just, it is. It's like one of the episodes of the whole show. I agree. And also the purse was pretty ugly. So. <laughs> Nobody can fall in love with that purse. All purses look the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how I am as a person. I've never noticed anything about anyone's purse. I noticed the purse. (laughs) It's just like a big slouchy purse, I think. I don't know. I don't remember a ton about it. It's just like a red velvet bag. I thought it was brown. I'm pretty sure it was brown. Okay. Chance is legally blind, so it's true. I'm partially colorblind, but yeah, it's red, brown. All right, Mm -hmm. I love you, Donna Karen is gone. It makes my heart sad, but but it's still a great episode. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's it made it this far. It's a top four. It is. It's a top four. Well, However, it is not. It's Wait, not. Just what, what a great setup. Thanks. <laughs> it's not the best around. Um, Heartbreak Core is, apparently. And it's it is in my heart. On my coffee. Okay, this is a really interesting map um, that I don't have strong opinions on. Torn uh, between <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, how did we get here? Feeling like a fool, falaf, and if you can't be with the one you love. Okay, so we have. Corey going out with Lauren, they it rains, and our B plot is Eric being a substitute teacher for the citizenship test for Flaff. And then if you can't be with the one you love, which is Corey gets drunk with Sean at the party, um, they get in trouble. Like I remember Alan getting like really angry at them, and Sean's like, You're not my dad, you know, you're my real dad. Um, and we also, I think this is so we haven't really talked about it a ton, but this is also like Sean discovering why Jack's mom left, Mm -hmm. uh, Chet and like how they don't talk a ton about it in the show, but this leads to Jack and Sean seeking like therapy or some sort of something counseling, um, Mm -hmm. in regards to alcoholism because, uh like he has a, he ends up having a developing a drinking problem um addiction runs in the family right so mm-hmm. that is uh something that Sean is clued in on mm-hmm. um so i i think that it is a a really interesting episode i think that it is realistic to show um you know, a lot of the times, like I'm thinking of like Degrassi or like some other shows where teenage drinking really like pushes the limits of like what could happen, but it's always like so dramatic. And I felt like this is like a realistic look at like what teenage drinking could be. Like it is, yeah, it's dramatic, but it's not like crash the car, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's not big but it's big where it's like he realizes like he when he drinks he has anger issues he like got a little physical with angela like i don't like these things but i think it's important to show them especially to what the audience is supposed to be like we grew up with the show so like the audience is like theoretically 16 years old teenagers watching this Mm -hmm. yeah i think that Torn Between Two Lovers, Feeling Like a Fool is a good episode. Um, I think that um, the Lauren stuff in it is great. I think there is a lot missing from this episode that keeps it out of any kind of great territory for me. Um, Corey's jelly bean discovery does not work for me. <laughs> where, the, where he's like, yeah, I can, I can live without Lauren. I can't live without Tank. Yeah, it's a bit... Less because you haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to say, Jess? No, I think you're right. I I think we I feel like we mentioned that too. Like it does seem a bit like a very strange revelation. I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, if you can't be with the one you love is more important and it shows it like I love the like moral of the story of of if you can't be with the one you love. And I I mean, I always say that Ryder Strong in his more dramatic moments in his more serious moments is such a wonderful actor. I just feel like he so embodies who Sean is. And I love that they gave him that material to work with. And I just think it's like one of the stronger moments for Sean in the season. 
So I feel like I have to vote for if you can't be with the one you love. It just feels like the more impactful episode overall. Yeah, I will also when you look at, I'm just saying that uh, you go. Okay, I'm just saying when you look at, and I'm just remembering our discussions over basically every episode of the Corey Topanga breakup. Like I remember us on just about all of them. We liked the episodes overall, but just kind of being like, I don't feel like they're really said what needs to be said. Like in pretty much any of them in terms of like torn between two lovers where like Topanga is painted as really irrational and kind of like mm-hmm. flip-flopping on Corey of like, you should go out with her. How dare you go out with her? But not really examining anything that went beyond that. And like every other episode where Corey's just like, I didn't do anything wrong, Sean. Um, and it's just like never him really owning up to any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a real shortcoming for most of those episodes. But if you can't be with the one you love, isn't necessarily dealing with that. It's just Corey kind of dealing with the pain of everything. And then like the Sean aspect of all of it sort of like amps it up even more. Um, and it's it's good. I think it I think it holds up as an episode about teen drinking, which we took a hard I, stance against on our show. <laughs> We uh, did drink copious amounts of alcohol while we reviewed that episode. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. It was a good time. Uh, it was a good time. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I would actually pick um, you if you can't be with the ones you love over. And then there was Sean for like the best of the Corey breakup episodes. Um, I like it that much. Um, so I'm voting for it. <laughs> Me too. Uh oh. What now? Are we tied? Wait, wait, oh, they just we? voted. We all voted for the same one, didn't oh. we? <laughs> yeah, it's like we all voted for... Can't, can't Sarah, Sarah's like, oh, no, we all voted the same one now. Well, I was trying to, drinking? once again, add to the drama of it. Yeah, you're trying to add to the drama. <laughs> oh, no, we had to debate it some more. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it, you guys. We're just not sure. <laughs> but we did rebrand Flaff, and I think that we will all love Flaff more now. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah, called I mean, Flash. There you go. It's called Flash. We'll revisit it. All right, but that round is over. So, um, right now. and now we draw lines in the sand. We we get our daggers and rapiers. Um, A lot of names. It's the calling. finals, baby. Finals. It's, um, it's the finals. Um, I don't have that song. It's the I figured one of these would be in the finals. I I was not expecting the other. So yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like. I wasn't expecting if you can't be with the one you love to be in the finals. I fully expected Heartbreak Corey to hear. I feel like the Ski Lodge episode, it's the drama, right? The intrigue. Um, but it's it's really difficult. It's almost like choosing Corey or Sean, right? Because it's like one, the main mm-hmm. person. The well, main that's an easy person, decision. Corey and Spicy. Yeah. I, I will say this. Just going out on a limb. I want drunk Corey to be always Corey. Oh, yeah. Drunk Corey is pretty fun. Not going to lie. <laughs> What's better, uh, Sarah? Drunk Corey or Drunk Dawson? Oh. Drunk uh, <laughs> we love Drunk Dawson. Drunk Dawson, Dawson does karaoke. Because he he's he sings a really great song. Yeah. Very fun. Um, That's his 16th birthday. That was a mm-hmm. great time. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I think that for me, it's still a no-brainer. Like, Heartbreak Corey. Like, nothing is going to compare to that. Though I do hate the fact that it, it, it it's like, oh, like, what? Like, you know, it took the whole competition. Like, I knew it would. So, like, I could sit here and argue against it. <laughs> but I won't. I think I've already done my due. She did her sabotaging. Early I on. She did. She yeah. did you see how that worked? 
I noticed. Okay. No one else saw it coming, but I saw it the whole time. But then, time. like, what would you do, Jess? Because then it would be, and then there was Sean, and then versus Heartbreak Corey, and then what and would And then you it would have been a bloodbath. No, we would still be here. We would still That's be good here. podcasting. That's, that's all that's, That would just be good podcasting. Full on bloodbath. Instead. No, we would still Sarah wind up in the same spot. Sabotage. No, we. I didn't do it alone. I have one vote versus three. But I would say, like, we would still end up here at the end of the day. Like, Heartbreak Corey would still be on this side of the bracket. So it's the best around. Around. I, I, when I was putting this bracket together and kind of like remembering back to all the episodes, because I was also thinking, like, well, is there even a reason to do this? Like, and then there was Sean. And then I love you, Donna Karen came up, uh, Heartbreak Corey, and if you can't be with the one you love. And I thought, to myself like i actually think all three of these i would vote over and then there was sean so i agree with that i i really do i think that i i mean we said it i mean it's out of the picture at this point we don't even need to argue yeah it. we don't but need yeah. to relitigate this sarah we stabbed okay. it in the back with some i agree okay I, desk. yes yeah 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 but yeah i think that the, the both of these are really important and good episodes for two totally different reasons and my vote is heartbreak quarry Despite the fact that Sarah sabotaged me all podcasts long, um, I do think I will agree with her and say Heartbreak, Corey. I just think it has kind of everything that we might want. Like, it has some of the jokes. It has a new intriguing character in Linda Cardellini. It has a new setting, which is always very exciting. Um, I wouldn't. If I'm picking an episode to watch this moment, it wouldn't be if you can't be with the one you love. It would be Heartbreak, Corey. Um, I get that. I still think I'm going to vote for if you can't be with the one you love. Um, it's very funny ooh, at times. In the first half is very well, Corey. It's very funny. Once again, we get Ben Savage being a great comedic actor. Sean while does a handstand. Sean, I mean, that's it wasn't funny. It was impressive. In a cop car. Very, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it actually kind of pains me to vote against Lauren, but I think they do a really good job. I am the son of two alcoholics. Um, so I think this is a really good depiction of like kind of what that can lead to in a family. Um, I have very, very, very strict rules for myself when I drink um, because of it. Um, and I feel like that's something that Corey or not Corey, Sean's going to have to learn in therapy. Um, I think both of these episodes are interesting because they're all a plot. Like, there's no B-plot to any of them. And um, the A-plots are really good both times. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing dragging either one down. Um, and, like, as much as it pains me to say it, like, the whole Alan coming out against Sean thing um, and then, like, them making up at the end is really nice. I like it a lot. I think it's really well mm -hmm. done. It's like a good side of Alan that you don't always yeah. see a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, Alan apologizes like a real man should. Um and I do love it when Corey just stands up. And he's like, no, like Sean didn't bring that alcohol. I did. Um, I broke into your cabinet. I yeah. wanted to feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love the other. I do. Um, but I totally understand the votes for Heartbreak Corey. Um, it's iconic. And it's Lauren. And how do you vote against that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to just decide because I, I haven't voted yet. Mm -hmm. So I have to decide, like, who is the better, like, antagonist? Is it Lauren or is it alcohol? Mm. And I'm just not sure. Because mm -hmm. um, Lauren is just so charming, but also alcohol is pretty charming, too. When you think it can be. It. Have you ever had a, you know, pina colada? That's very charming. Getting caught in the rain. Yeah. 
Sometimes you do. (laughs) Sometimes you try to cheat on your spouse and look at the personal ads and then meet up with them at the bar. It's crazy. Very awkward. (laughs) All because of pina coladas. What a terrible, terrible song. It is. We all loved it. It's one of those songs that you didn't realize what it was about, though. It has such a catchy tune. Do you like pina coladas? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, Although it's very anti-yoga, which is an odd thing to be super anti. I think it's like, I think it's like the the yogi. It's like the yogi mentality, right? It's like, oh, like, I think it's anti-hippie, really. Uh Probably more that, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, the pressure. Why did I go last? (laughs) <laughs> that's how it keeps going he ended plan. up going last so what happens when you procrastinate uh, yeah this is my life this is me as a libra that's true oh my gosh we oh, left the last no, we one up to the hands of the libra <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be uh, here all day you know what i just started playing the pina colada song <laughs> i was just i was just a scorpio with a plan i didn't want to go so yeah you have four minutes and 36 seconds to figure this out um i'm going with uh heartbreak gory very good they're both they're both excellent but if i was gonna sit down and watch an episode of this show right now yeah between those two in particular i'd watch her if i was gonna watch any episode it'd be bnb's bnb oh man i would love oh to go gosh, to that B&B, episode B&B's yes. B&B. but uh, so that's not good. in the running right now cameron we can't we can't was that uh, last um time yeah. wonder yeah, mm-hmm. that was last episode. Yeah, that was but a good so episode. Good. In the finals episode. of it, I, I just started off by saying, like, this is the best episode of Boy Meets World so far, and it's not even particularly close. <laughs> and it's still kind of true. I um, love it. Well, I, I will be excited to put it up against uh, Heartbreak Corey. Man, that iconic versus just, like, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here we go. One final time. We did good work. Uh, Woo. We did it. We found out the best episode, and I think like we're just right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Nailed it. We, yeah, we can't be wrong. Is heartbreak? If you have issues with this, you can take it up with the complaints department. It's my trash can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we don't care about your opinion at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> Goodness, I'm sure that somebody is real email address, and it's just like <laughs> random complaints <laughs> coming in. Complaints. And if it's not, then I kind of want that email address to just be what comes. <laughs> Let's just grab it real quick. Mm, yeah, let's, let's snag that domain. Go to gmail.com. Certainly, some thin skinned conservative like Jordan Peterson has it because he thought it'd be cool. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. So I love the tournament, and this was no exception. You guys were great. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Oh, it was so much fun. I would have enjoyed myself more if the things I wanted to progress <laughs> actually did progress. But since Heartbreak Corey won, I'll accept it. <laughs> what what episode would you have chosen to win? Um, no, I think. You? Well, it would have. It's it's so hard to say because, and then there was Sean was out so early. Like I feel like. It would have been Heartbreak Corey versus and then there was Sean. In my perfect world, I think those two go up against each other head to head. And I still think Heartbreak Corey probably ekes it out. But it's really, really tough if that's my final. That's my final two, I think, if I was picking the final two just randomly. When I remembered I love you, though, and I care, and I was like, that's good. I'm going to fight. For I'm, I'm fine with the way it turned out. This is the it end got of pretty far, so. What a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. What a heartbreak. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. Um, why don't you tell us all about what you're doing? Um, you guys are in season six. We are. What else are you covering? Mm-hmm. What's going I on? I want to say the line. I want to say the line. There's a line I want to say. Go ahead. Say the line, Cameron. Have the 90s been teaching you. <laughs> oh. 
yeah, so we are having a grand old time in season six of Boy Meets World. Um, we just had a very emotional episode. So if you're a fan of the show, you know which one that is. If you um, are not, if you are not spoiled, then I won't say it. Um, but yeah, so it is a very heartbreaking time over in season six. So we also cover Dawson's Creek and we are nearing the end of our season for coverage of Dawson's Creek. Um, it's, it's that show is ridiculous and it's so much fun and we love to talk about it and make fun of Dawson and Joey and all those dummies. Um, so we also do bonus content, 90s movies. We covered My Cousin Vinny last month as well as Mighty Ducks. So you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Um, You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Jess? You can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Um, I also do some podcasting over at Post Show Recaps. I talk about the show Community on Community Building with Josh Wiggler. Um, I guested on a couple of other things recently. I tweet all the stuff I'm involved in. And there'll be more to come uh, over at Post Show Recaps in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out. I have more stuff to promote very soon. Oh, very nice. Uh, and I really just highly recommend you to listen to their show. Um I don't listen to their episodes about Boy Meets World anymore because they're ahead of us and we mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, but you guys and uh, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World were the two that I would go to if I was like, oh, this show is interesting. This episode is interesting. I want to see what other people thought about it. I'll listen to you guys and theirs. Um, I listen to a lot of your movie content. Uh, I've had your, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I have your uh, Mighty Ducks one queued up to listen mm-hmm. to. So. That was super funny. Movie. When I saw it, I was like, I was very jealous. <laughs> it was really fun. We had a sports quiz at the end, so you can see how well Jess and I did on the sports quiz. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I famously very like good at sports stuff. Thanks. Yeah, we did so super we. well. Mm-hmm. So well. Yeah. Everything about sports. Yeah. yeah. Just well, if you ever want to talk about Sister Act 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've Still been be really, really that. fighting for Sister Act 2. I've for never a while. seen Sister Act 1. But Sister Act 2 is like really. They explain much of the plot of Sister Act 1 in the, a musical number at the beginning of 2. Um, but they're is just, that the they're move? Very you, just, you just go in and jump right into Sister Act 2, and then I'm just like guessing what's going on. Maybe that's the move. Yeah. yeah maybe so. Move. Yeah. Yeah, you tell me what you think Sister Act 1 is about. There you go. <laughs> and if you ever need Groundhog Day, I'm an expert. Groundhog oh, Day. Oh, I expert. love heavy. Uh, well, we'll talk about that in the future, but like Groundhog Day is really, really fun. Um, yeah, Groundhog is Day is really fun. Yeah. I love Groundhog Henry. Day. Is I love him really in Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Osmosis Jones. Sure. I really do love That's that a movie. movie. Jessica's just listening to movies now. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I will not be watching this show. Okay, it's not even 90s, I don't think. So calm Thank down. God for that. All right. How about you all? What have you been up to? Um, uh, this is about it. Yeah, just this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, ambitious podcasters. Uh, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I don't they're... know. They said that they I just have... love that you're like, what do you have to? And they're just like, this. No, I meant like, <laughs> yeah, right next now. week. Next week, you said that you're recasting um, earlier. Well, next week, next week, there won't be an episode. There will be a break. Chances going on a vacation. Ooh. I mean, we yes. just need a vacation. So, yeah, we just need a, a moment. 
Do uh, it. But then the week after that, we will be doing our reboot of season five. Mm-hmm. End of season four left us at a very interesting place. And there's a lot of time travel involved. Ooh, yes. um, and so we're going to just see what happens as we get into season five and kind of refigure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I think I think I'm going to be on Debatable before this comes out. Ooh. Oh, fun. Um, I think so. I guess I've got that going on. I tweeted at them a music question and they're like, come on the show for this. Yeah, you could talk to that more than I could. So, um, so other than that, debatable podcast. Um, don't have a lot going on. Uh, it's been a, a crazy summer with weddings and surgeries and all sorts of things. heat waves. Yeah. No, um, thank you. But yeah, we're ready to start season six. See what the college years bring. Um, we're excited to talk Hardly to you guys wait. about it. Um, so um, yeah. yeah, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all so, of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long.